Alright guys, welcome to episode 97 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about everything everywhere all at once. We talk about bad words. We talk about the upcoming Marvel movies. And you know, how one of them may reference a very unfortunate series of <laughs> episodes put together. Uh, we, we talk about Mr. Magoo's Magic Emporium. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, we talk about Jay Wright retiring without a... Uh, Tour of Fellatio. Um, <laughs> but first. couple things we watched but yeah. uh, actually first i wanted to briefly touch on just two separate experiences i've had uh playing a couple of my games just because yeah. they're kind of short notes mm-hmm. so um uh gran turismo 7 uh there's there's been a thing in all the gran turismo games where you have to do these license tests to get like a better license to race better cars yeah um so uh, most of the all of the license tests are well i guess most of them are time trial based. And it's like, here's this hairpin, learn how to take a hairpin most efficiently, get a time under this. Right. And so right. as you do them, you'll end up getting a ghost, which is like, uh, you know, you'll see the earlier version of you doing this test. That way you can see maybe where he messed up. Or you can tell if you're lagging behind or going faster. Yeah. Um, and man, this most recent test I did like oh. really fucking got my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking me up. But on top of that, the most furious part, right, is... So, you, you technically get the license once you get bronze on all the tests. But yeah. I, like, won't leave. I won't stop doing the tests until I get gold on all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I did gold on all these tests, except for the last one. So, there's, like, ten parts. The first nine is, like, um, in, and out cor- in and out corners, consecutive corners, hairpins. And then the last one's like everything you've learned, right? Just like every yeah, fucking study guide and test, right? Yeah. So this everything you learned section to get gold was 27 seconds. You had, to, you had to race it, hit all the corners, and get to the finish line in 27 seconds. Holy shit. I, within like 10 attempts, I, I thought I had it. And I finished with 27.017 seconds. Oh, my God. I was furious. Oh That's my 17 one-thousandth of a second. <laughs> Everyone held me back, right? Uh-huh. So that that was one thing. I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Did you try it again, or were you like... No, I kept trying, right? I was yeah. like, oh, you mm-hmm. motherfucker. So I kept trying. The part that was infuriating is that it took me so long to even get close again. So, like, every time I'm doing it, right, I'm seeing where my ghost is, and I'm like, it ends up being, I think it's like four turns total, this whole, like, little 27-second test. like uh-huh. four turns. It's real short. Bro, I'm whipping my ass through the first two turns. Like, I'm, like, me, am destroying this ghost. Yeah. Like, the first two, maybe three turns, I'm, like, ahead. And then... Every time on the fourth t- turn, my ghost, a.k.a. me, earlier today, 
shits on me. And the thing is, we're in the same, like, it's the same car. You can't even pick the car. They give you the car. So, like, every time I'm like, I don't even know what I did. Like, I don't know what I did to take this last turn so fucking well. But, like, every time I'm like, this is the one. And as I'm going around the final corner, and then all of a sudden, ghost me just fucking dusts me. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) That's how I felt, dude. That's how I felt watching, uh, playing, um,. Uh, Arkham, the last one, Arkham Knight. Uh-huh. I think I remember telling you that I was like, you know, the, the Riddler has those races. And then when yeah. I got to the last one, like, I just couldn't do it. And I kept trying. And like, every time I got close, and like, eventually I gave up. And then it was like months. And then my brother came over and he was like, yeah, let me try. And he, he got in like on the second try. And I was like, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> because, dude, I was like, all the other ones, I mean, they were hard, but like, you know, in a video game, you know, they're hard at first. And then you eventually like pick up on things, right? And then you, like, crack it. And then you get it, right? But I just could not do it. And I was so fucking frustrated. And then, you know, sometimes, like, you know, like you, you said before, you know, you play a game. You don't know it. You can't crack it. You stop playing it. You come back the next day and you, like, get it on the second try. And you're like, oh. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Just so you know, I, I tried for, like, two hours probably doing that 27-second section over and over again and uh-huh. not getting it. The next day, I got it on my fourth try. No, like like yeah. I went to sleep, yeah. woke up, and was just like, just straight through, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. So but, yeah, sometimes he, that was my brother. I remember a long, long, long time ago, I was playing San Andreas, and I couldn't get this helicopter mission. I couldn't land it for the fucking life of me. And then my friend came over, and he did it like on his. I think pretty much. I think it was like on the first try. He was like, yeah, you just do like this, and I was like. How? What the fuck? What is this? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's one thing, like, to be defeated by the, the time limit. It's another thing to be defeated by yourself over and over again. <laughs> like, yes. Like, yeah. that was the struggle for me. It's because I was like, I did that. I am capable of that somehow. I just, I can't do it now. <laughs> like, right, like, I've right. done it once and I will never replicate. Apparently until the next day after a night of sleep. Uh-huh. And then the the other small experience with a with a video game was um, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'm still not very far in it, but like I don't know what it is about this game. But the thing the camera does when you die makes me want to cut off that game more than anything else on the face. Oh, like, like, like it does like it a, does like a like, like random like side shot. Like, yeah, like side like, shot. Like you die and like it's like from like a like a helicopter drone view. You're like ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, every time I die in that game and it hits me with that camera, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking uninstall this game. <laughs> you motherfuckers, I hate you. Um, what would, was it like a specific uh, mission or no? That's the thing. Is I, like... I wasn't even doing a mission. I, I think I was just hunting something for a part to like mm-hmm. upgrade something, and so the thing is, is like, actually, I know what it was. It was fucking. It was it was the kangaroos. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. That carry the little the pods. Lamp, blaster, light, lash, something. Yeah, leap lashers. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they fucking, I had to, I had to get these parts off of them. And the thing was that the first time I did it, like there was like a convoy or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm killing this convoy of them. I remember that. And, yeah, you're like in like a little like a valley, like a mountains yeah. and yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm killing them, and there's one more left. Right, like I'm, I'm doing it strategically. I'm taking care of it. Like, it, it's not like hard, but the, anyways, I, I there's like four of them. I kill three of them. There's one more left that I couldn't find, and like 
I end up dying to it, and it hits me with the fucking bleh, camera, and I'm yeah. immediately like aggravated. I'm tilted. Um, like, and then I restart the mission because you know I died, but like I'm so fed up that I died there because I shouldn't have. They're not that hard to kill. It's just yeah. like I, I just. But then I go down there and I'm like just trying to hurry up and get it over with. Die again because I'm just trying to hurry and like instead of just taking my so, time. Like, to yeah, and, like, and it happens like away. it yeah. happens like two more times too fast. So I'd like I, I just get that camera that pisses me off. I get it too many times consecutively, and I'm mm. like I like didn't play that game for like three or four days. I'm like, <laughs> don't fucking talk to me, Horizon. Like, that shit was devastating. Um, Are you playing it on uh, like hard? Yeah, I think so. I, it's mm. yeah, I think I'm playing it on hard. There might. I don't remember how many difficulties there were, if, but I, I definitely am at least one up from the base one. I might be one down from the most difficult, just because I okay. haven't played it in so long. Okay, um, yeah, because I, I'm, uh, I was on the, um, I was on normal for pretty much the whole game. I'm almost done. I think I only mm-hmm. need like, I'm pretty close. I know I, it feels like I'm pretty close, and so, you know, for most of the game I was on normal, but in the last few hours, like. Even like the big like quote like bosses mini bot like the the like oh god it's a it's a thunder jaw he's coming right at us uh. I yeah. killed him with ease and so I <laughs> bumped it up too hard um, for this last little home stretch um, just because like I, so like if it's like a like a, a game that I know isn't gonna take that much time right like a ten hour thirteen hour game. Mm-hmm. I do hard because it's like you know it's gonna challenge me. But if it's gonna be like a big long fucking game, I'm like I'm already gonna put so many hours. I don't want to be dying, you know, like you said, like doing the little easy ones where I can just be like fuck this, like fuck these giant flashes. Right. So yeah, it's but uh, but yeah. But I, then I it gets like kind of anticlimactic near the end there. Yes, like, exactly. When, when I'm killing like oh my god, it's the legendary Black Thunderjaw, and I do like two spikes at him and he's dead. And I'm like oh okay. Um, I do, one thing I do love from this one, and I don't remember if it was in the last one, and you might have already gotten hit with one, is the little animations where specific characters, or specific, uh, creatures have, like, I guess, like, mini animations with you. Like, the land flashes, like, whip you, they grab you, and they pull you in, and they, like, kangaroo kick you. Uh, yeah, I think I had one thing kind of like that, yeah. Kind of like, yeah, like, somebody, like, grabs you by the horns, and, like, flings you around and stuff. And I love those little animations, because they, they're not, they're really smooth, and I'm, uh, the first time it happened, I was like, Wait, oh, shit, what the fuck? Oh, 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 okay, okay, I'm okay. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a death blow when you like, bite your head off or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I haven't had many of them, but I'm, I'm still not very far in it because I'm, like, trying to do every little side thing as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, no, it was just, I don't know what it is, but, like, because every game has, like, a death camera. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe not every game, but there's a lot of games that when you die, it gives you like a separate camera. That's yeah. like the, and they're, dead they're pretty iconic. Like the, uh, the wasted for Grand Theft Auto five, like that like yeah. overhead. Yeah. But for some reason, the horizon one just like rubs me the wrong way. Like so aggressively. Yeah. Like every time I die and it gives me that thing, I'm like, Oh, you think it's funny. Don't you? What if I just <laughs> uninstalled you, you piece of shit? Like, <laughs> like it's, they're not like, um, how can I say? Like, um, it, like you don't just go ah and like fall over right and it's like you're right. dead I think like, I think it also I think you look at the dead body too long like I like it's just like bleh, you like ragdoll and then it just like stares at you for a minute it's like oh by the way just just so you know you are dead <laughs> like it's like yeah. yeah thanks yeah so anyways that that was the two things with gaming that I've had recently uh, those two experiences um, 
So, uh, I see you've watched a movie that I have been wanting to watch. I just, I don't know that I'll get around to it. Um, mm -hmm. But if, uh, which is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so this so week, tell me yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I finally got to see it this week. It, it finally expanded over here. And, um, you know, I guess I'll explain, like, so the plot is basically, like, this um, older Chinese immigrant and her family, uh, they own a, own a laundromat. And then one day they're they have to go to the IRS office because of their taxes. And then when they're in the IRS office, or it is, I mean it doesn't matter that it's that, but they you know it's just like a normal day. Um, something happens where they realize that they're a part of a multiverse, and okay. they have to save it somehow. And that's pretty much the setup, right? And okay. um, and it's fantastic. So and so the last few months. I've heard, like, oh, it's so good and stuff, and, like, it's going to be awesome when it comes out eventually, and, like, okay, cool, when when is it going to come out? And so it finally came out, it, and it expanded here in, in, in Raleigh in the area, um, and everybody who I have ever trusted with a movie opinion on Twitter, um, Instagram, or wherever, they've all said that it's fantastic. And so I was like, well, is it going to be, like, you know, like, you know, sometimes, like, there's movies that I go see, and I'm like, like, I get why people, like, John Wick classic example of what we said like people love it and i watch it i'm mm -hmm. like it's, it's good you know it, it's it's neat you know yeah but the, so i went into it and i'm like all right let's see what happens and dude it lives up to the hype like it is oh, everything man. that people have said um it is you know everything that all the the, the big hyperbole and, and all everything that people have said it is all that and then some um so I'm not going to spoil it for you because I know you want to see it. But I would say if you have a chance to see it, definitely do. Because it is, it's got like, like the title says it has everything. Like it is funny. It is thoughtful. It's sad. It's a little, it's got little, got little really goofy bits, but they don't, they don't break the tone. It's got great action. Um, like really, really good, like choreographed action. You can tell what everything's going on. It's like, um. What's like one that has like really good sort of hand to hand stuff, like an atomic blonde, like that kind of stuff. Okay. So, um, but yeah, dude, it's great, and uh, it, it's a uh, it's two hours and ten, but I don't I don't want to say it like feels long because it doesn't. But when it ended, I was like, wow, like that felt like a big movie, like it felt like it like a big meal, like. But I wasn't right. like, oh my god, that was so long. But I also wasn't like, wow, that flew by, right? Right. And. I, I think when you watch it, you're going to get a lot of feelings to the Matrix or like a lot of sort of similar like feelings like, wow, that's like something I've never seen before. And I think mm -hmm. the runtime is very similar to that as well. Where like when you watch okay. the Matrix, you're like, that movie's decently paced. You know it's long. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. long, but it's definitely not a like, breakneck speed, right? Right. Um, and I feel like that's this one. Um, okay. But yeah, dude, it is really, really good. And I, I, I don't want to spoil any surprises because there's like just... Um, the way it's it's filmed, it like makes me go like, how like did they film this? Because <laughs> so so what I mean by that is that they'll be like they'll jump through multiverses, and it'll be like a big like a big set or like a big setup, and so you'll be in one, and they'll jump to one, another one, and then they'll be talking, and then it'll like stuff will pop up. They'll go back and forth, and then when they cut back and forth, like, stuff changes. And so you're like, wait, so they had to literally film every single little bit when they were there. Mm -hmm. And then they had to splice it all together in these quick cuts. And your mind just goes like, wait, 
how did they even like map this out, right? Because it's right. not like they go, this is multiverse one, and then they go, doo, 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 doo. okay, done there. This is multiverse two, two, doo, 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 doo. all right, that's it, right? They like splice them all together in like ways that I'm like, how the fuck did they even like do this? Right. Um, but it's 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 fantastic. It stars uh, Michelle Yao, who you know you and I have talked about before. She was in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yep. and Crazy Rich Asians, and a, a bunch of other movies. And who else? I think that's it. Jimmy Lee Curtis has like a supporting role, um, but that's pretty much saw, it in terms of big stars. I saw James Hong, uh, who yes, yes, like the older, yeah, older actor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's awesome. In he's in a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, he's just in everything. I feel like so I don't know everything. Like I can't pick one thing. I mean, the yeah. number one thing I know him from is Balls of Fury, which is probably, yeah. He probably looks at his like resume, and if someone says that, he's like. I guess yeah. <laughs> he has a very recognizable voice. Like if you, I I know like when I think about him, I think about Kung Fu Panda because he's like the dad goose oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah. And so um, I don't know if you ever seen that one, but he's like in that one. He does like a voice acting in that one. He's like he's like one of those like oh it's that guy guys right, right? exactly. Where like if you see him, you're like I've seen that dude before. Like I probably don't know his name, but it's like you know you go that's 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 like a guy. Yeah. Um, and he's great, and he plays the dad of Michelle Yao's character. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. She plays like the IRS agent. Um, but it's, it's awesome, dude. And then, um, there's like, sometimes there's like kind of goofy stuff that I know some people were kind of turned off by or they're like, it wasn't necessary. But I I don't think it, I don't want to say it wasn't necessary. I don't think there's anything like in a movie that has to be necessary or unnecessary. But I, when it was starting, I was like, oh no. Because you kind of see where it's going and you think, oh God, here it is. Here's where the movie loses me. This is here's where it breaks, but it mm-hmm. it never does. And um, but yeah, dude, that's yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I gave it on my you know my little Instagram reviews that I do that I mentioned on here before. I gave it uh, five out of five. Okay. Um, like yeah. it, yeah, the first five out of five since West Side Story in December, and and yeah, like dude, it, and it's really really good. I totally recommend it. That's crazy because like. I didn't know the description, but or like the any sort of plot summary like you gave, even the short one you just gave. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like that plot summary would instantly, like, it instantly turned off a little bit for me. I was like, I don't know, it sounds too like wonky and like, I don't know, like it. it that description sounds like a Seth Rogen comedy to me, right? Like, right, sounds yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is the end. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which is fine as a comedy, but then, like, I don't think this movie's necessarily trying to be a comedy. So I was just, like, very thrown off. You know what I mean? When yeah. you told me that. Um, I was, I was not a com- Like, it's definitely funny. It's definitely in the, in the way that... It's funny in the way that, um... Something like Batman Begins is funny. Like, if you watch Batman Begins... Or, or people always, you know, they, they, they go, oh, you know, the Nolan Batmans were just dry, humorless, and, like, dark, and, like, gritty and stuff. But if you watch Batman Begins, there are, like, some really, really good character moments and, like, really good funny moments. Like, the one where, you know, the tree or the burning log falls in Christian Bale. And Michael Caine's like, what the fuck is all the point of you doing all those push-ups if you can't even pull up a bloody log? Like, <laughs> in, like that little thing. So, like, little stuff like that. Like, funny, genuinely funny stuff that comes from the characters that isn't, like fart jokes right? right so it's like that i would say it's very funny in that way but it's not that. funny in like uh oh this is the the universe where people like the um the rick and morty episode where like you know this is where the episode where the pizzas order the people on human phones or something you know what i'm Got saying it. like gotcha yeah right mm-hmm. okay yeah so uh definitely i still want to watch it for sure so i, I need to oh, try yeah. and 
uh, block out some time to, to watch that at some point. Yeah, I was telling my sister, I was like, you need to go see it. And she lives in Ashboro, sort of North Ashboro, and she's like, it looks like it's only playing in Greensboro. So, yeah. I don't know if, if Ashboro's going to get it. I, I would hope probably so, because I'm like, you need to see it. I told her, I, I've been telling anybody who probably like doesn't know about it, like, you got to go see it. Like, this thing is fucking like nuts. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I- I feel pretty strongly that Ashville is not going to get that. <laughs> yeah. They're probably going to get like God's dead again, not to part one or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, that's uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, five mm-hmm. out of fives. Yep. First one of the year, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely yeah. check that out. Yep. Um, so I watched a movie this weekend. Uh, watched mm-hmm. Bad Words. Um do you know what movie that is? Is it is it the one with Jason Bateman? Yes, right? it is Jason Bateman uh, who uh, enters a spelling bee at the age of like forty. Um, yes, yes, yes. I remember. And yeah. so, I, have you ever seen it? No, no, no. But I remember it being like like people being. It was like either one where the script was like super acclaimed, like it was like part of like uh, the Black Book, which is like the the big like screenplays that are like really good that are unmade and then somebody makes them or it got like really good reviews but i remember the movie yeah so i think ultimately like i think it's i think it's pretty good um i don't know that it's anything i'd ever like tell someone like oh you have to watch this um but i like it is a comedy. It is just trying to be a comedy. It's not super deep. It's not super... You know, it's not trying to do much other than be funny. But I think it's funny. I also like Jason Bateman a lot and his delivery, you know, in comedies. Because he's, like, always... He's such a good, like... What's the... Like, he's the straight man a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. In, in yeah. this, he's not the straight man because he's the psychopath that is yeah. 40 years old trying to... When it's, when it's spelling, yeah. Um, so like he's and, not the straight man, but he plays it so earnestly, right? Like like he plays it like, and, and also I mean it's part of the story, I guess. Like he doesn't think he's being ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. he's like I'm doing this thing, I know why I'm doing this thing, I need, you know what I mean? And so like he, he's out of control, but it's still I think it's still you know funny. Like his delivery's funny on a lot of stuff. Um, so, you know, I, mean, I, I, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think he's, he, like you say, you know, he usually plays a straight man, like in Arrested Development and like movies where he plays against wackier characters, but I think he also has the skill to be the wacky character, like you're saying right. in this one, or like the, the one that does the joke, or like, you know, the more outlandish one. Um, I always think about his, um, performance in Dodgeball when he's one of the announcers. Oh yeah. He's like, like the, the <laughs> neck tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's like, um, he's like, that's right, Cardin. He's like, he's covered his eyes. He's not gonna be able to see. He's like, that's right, Cardin. He will not be able to see. <laughs> yeah, it's, I forgot about him in dodgeball. Too. I was like, yeah. it took me a second when you said he was in it. I was like, wait, who was he? Yeah, um, I always forget. Yeah, because him and him and who's the other guy? Gary Cole. You know, I, I was watching a clip about the movie because um, I was telling Sydney about. Oh, it was about everything everywhere. Where somebody was, they were writing an article about it, about how it like references the Matrix a little bit. And I'm like, Sydney, you'd be surprised how many movies reference the Matrix, even in ways that you don't think about. And I was telling her how in Dodgeball, there's a scene where you know he puts the blindfold on, yeah, and then Walt, oh uh, no, uh, Whit, uh, what's his name, Whiteman? 
Oh my god, it's such a character name. It's like Walter Whiteman, or no, it's um. God damn it! What's his name? It's Ben Stiller's character. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, he like fuck. I can't remember his name. It's either. uh. Oh my god! It's like iconic. He's like. Oh my god! It's gonna bug me. I gotta Google it. He plays a White Goodman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> White Goodman, because it's such a goofy ass name. <laughs> And so, you know, he, like, grabs the dodgeball when he's blindfolded, launches at him, and then Vince uh, Vince Vaughn, like, dodges it. And when he dodges it, it you hear, like, the Matrix trumpets. Yeah. Oh, I never even realized the trumpets are what plays. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch, dude, like, when he, like, dodges, you know, he, like, puts his head back, you hear... Yeah, and he, like, watches it as it passes him. Yeah, blindfolded. Yeah, and so I told Zena, like, see, like, there. And then after that happens, fucking... I guess I forgot about this. Gary Cole goes... Do you believe in improbable? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, oh, uh, that's so good. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's awesome about about Bateman is, you know, in um, did you watch Game Night? Uh, I, I did. I don't remember. I don't remember much of it, but I know I watched it. Yeah, he's like the straight man in that one. So he's like, you know, crazy scenarios happen around him, and he like has a great delivery. But you know, like dodgeball, he and then and then this one, he like can do the other thing, right? He can flip the script. Yeah, so, like, yeah, without giving anything away, like, it's just, the thing is, too, is, like, so much of it is, like, hmm. The thing is, I don't really know if I, how great I think that movie is, like, the movie on, on its own, because, like, the memorable parts, to me, are, like, Jason Bateman doing a thing or his delivery of a thing. So, like, I don't know... Like, without Jason Bateman, I don't know if this movie's really even good. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But there's so there's so many of those moments where, like, his delivery of a thing kills me. And it especially, like... It does it... It crescendos so perfectly. Like, like I feel like sometimes there's this, like, weird thing with comedies where, like, their funniest bit is, like, a little bit before the end. And then it's, like, they do all this story stuff at the end to just wrap it up, and it's, like, not as funny. So if it doesn't do that well, you just kind of, like, like, you feel weird by the time it's over because you're, like... Or you don't even remember the ending of the movie when you think back on it. Like, all the things you remember are just bits and pieces before, like, we start to get to the conclusion. Yeah. Um... This doesn't have that. It does it, like, perfectly. Like, it is funniest as it's ending, um, which is, is, you know, really solid. Uh, but, yeah. I, I it Also, it is only an hour and a half, um, so not a huge time sink uh, yeah. to, to watch something that, you know, maybe is not great, but you may still enjoy. Um, so, if, it, if it's... I would definitely say if it seems like anything that seemed interesting to you in the first place, definitely give it a watch, but... If you're on the fence and you're, like, not sure, you know, I, d- I don't know that it's such a good movie or so hilarious that, like, it- it's on, like, a must-watch list. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a good time. I think I've said, I forgot what movie it was. Let's put it this way. Knocked Up, I'm going to tell everyone to watch it. Uh, yeah. Super bad, tell everybody to watch it. Dodgeball, everybody to watch it. Like, this is not one of those, right? Like, it's, oh, okay. it's definitely a step underneath. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think, like, just for, if nothing else, like I said, Jason Bateman's delivery of parts of it, uh, just absolutely outstanding. So nice. that's uh, that's bad words. I'd probably give it three and a half out of five. Like, pretty good. Um, yeah, like, great. Like, a B, maybe? B minus? 
Yeah, I'd say probably a B, 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 B plus. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Somewhere around there. Okay. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, that's bad words. Um, yeah. yeah, I um, I I meant to watch a show, but in the middle of the move, um, you know, I haven't had a chance to, to catch up because anytime I have some free time, I'm like, oh, I should put that picture up, or like, oh, I should undo <laughs> the box, you know, and, and right. And usually, like, it's easier for me to, like, have a podcast doing, you know, that going on while I'm doing it um, than to, to put on a show. But, but I, I, you know, I did manage to squeak in a, in a, an episode of a show I'm watching, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed this week, I can finish it. Um, and, oh, I, I guess I should mention, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming to you live a week later <laughs> from <laughs> uh, my new, uh, my, you know, my new little, like, office desk thing so oh, shit. i'm finally almost moved in i just gotta put stuff away and then i'll be all done all of your belongings are in the new location <laughs> yes yes that was today like yeah my parents came up that uh, you know uh, this morning they, they came up and they like moved the bed and um like the dresser thing and like i'm done done it was kind of funny because so um my bed is like a platform bed, so it like doesn't have a box. It's just like very simple. It's just a full size. It's just like I just bought it because I was like, you know, I need a new bed, but I don't want to be like a new one because I'll eventually get a nice one with Sydney. But I also I just can't do the one that, that I was on before. And so you basically like put it together in pieces. Um, and so I was and so when I was figuring out how to move, I was like, well, you know, I don't want to move the bed. I don't want to take it apart because I don't want to lose the screws or anything or whatever. And like my dad has a van, he can help us move it. And so he gets here this morning and. He sees the thing in the other apartment. He's like, oh, let's take off the headboard, and that'll help us move it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he takes off the headboard in the bedroom. And so we take it out to the hallway almost by the front door. He's like, hmm, we should take off the legs because that'll be easier. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, take off the legs. <laughs> we, then we move the shit down to the to the fucking um, van. And he's like, hmm, we should take apart a a the sides so that we can just roll it up and, like, roll up the wooden pieces and put them on the side. And I was like... So I pretty much could have just done the thing by myself. Like, you're telling me that like, on Thursday I could have just taken my bed apart, put it in the, literally in my Corolla, it would have fit in my Corolla, brought it back and just put it back together myself. And he's like, well, yeah, but like, you didn't even try it. And I was like, well, okay, fine. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, and so he took that apart, and, but the but the mattress I did need his van, and like the bed, the, the, shoe, the shoe rack I did need his van, so... Um, but, um, yeah, dude, yeah, it, it, it went well, and now it's just, like, you know, putting up, like, the, the setting up the cables for the living room, for the table, for the TV, we set up the TV, and, like, putting, you know, putting in this and that, and it's just, like, the little things. Right. But I'm hoping by the end of the month, it'll be, like, all right, I am home, I'm done, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, I just, like, you... Uh, he's like, he's like, we should just take this off. You're like, so fuck me, right? Like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, because so, like uh, the platform bed is just basically like the the frame of the bed, and then in the middle, it's like a bunch of wooden planks that are held together by like a like a, some sort of like a fabric. Yeah, that you then sort of just go like clank down, and then you roll it up, and then you can like you know. So, um, yeah. So as I'm doing that, he, it literally went to the size of like a small suitcase, and I was like, oh, that's, that's, I could have done this. I could have yeah. done this easily. Thanks. You're like, you're like, so fuck me, right? And he was like, I mean, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> we could have just done this. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, man. All right. 
So, but uh, that's I'm nice to see you're in your new studio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to soundproof that office just to to make it legit. Put up um, some little egg carton looking yeah, things. Yeah, egg cartons and the fucking foam, uh, all yeah. all taped up. Um, but yeah, that's like always the worst. Not, uh, I guess not the worst part. It's somehow like the longest part of the move is doing all the little shit because you don't have to do it, so you end up putting it yes. off when you should. Yeah. Yeah, like and, like like you could realistically hang every picture you have in like an hour, but you don't because because like hang this one up and you're like cool I'll fuck with the rest later because I don't need them <laughs> right like and like I don't want to and like I always try to because like for me like if I end up leaving something in a box you. Like, and put it off, and you have to move in like a certain amount of time. Then you didn't like live there. Does that does that make sense? Like, I want right. to just like, if I want to put everything up, you know, I want to put it up so that I can say I live here and I'm like living my life. And then I can like live the most of the least. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Sydney's like, what do you mean? That makes no sense. Your stuff is in the box. Like, who cares? I'm like, I know, but I'm not. I'm not like living in it. And she's like, shut the fuck up. You're like living in the house. So. <laughs> If no, I get it, it though. Like, yeah. Like, if you're only gonna, if your lease or whatever is for a year, and like you take, you know, two months to get everything out of the out of the boxes, then you're like, I've only been here for ten months because that two right. months I wasn't fully here. The exactly. Way that I exactly. Here. No, I get it. That's why I try to like set everything up as soon as possible. Because um, I was talking to a friend, and they were telling me that they had helped their friend move twice. Mm-hmm. And that they literally some moved of the shit was still in the same boxes. in the same box that they had moved to the second <laughs> one. He's like, yeah, this definitely never was taken out. It was just they, they literally moved a box from one house to another one, and then picked up that same box a year later and moved it to another house. That's amazing. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I could have just not helped you move the first time. Yeah, I could just Fuck left me, that shit right? there and then just put it in the box and put it, you know, take it to the other place. Throw it in the Corolla. <laughs> I could have left it, yeah, just like, if I, if he used his own car, he's like, I could have just left this fucking car in my own car, box in my own car for, you know, a year, and then you would have... You would have never even noticed it was missing in the first place. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, congratulations, hopefully you finish getting everything out of the boxes here shortly, and, and you can fully enjoy your new space. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, so, I see uh, we've got some, some Marvel stuff popping off soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Doc, you know, Doctor Strange comes out in a couple weeks, and once again, it took forever to get tickets <laughs> because um, the apps, like, they, I guess they don't know that people want to buy these tickets. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. And and the thing is, so like, you know, usually I go see them on Thursday night when they open, and so, you know, that that makes sense, right? Why they're they're busy, mm-hmm. but I I can't go until Sunday night. So, like, I'm literally, like, trying to buy tickets. I'm like, I don't even want to see it Thursday night. Just let me see it at, like, a normal human time on a Sunday night. Like, <laughs> w- like what, what like, do you guys don't realize that people don't want to see this movie? Like, wh- I, I, but, but eventually I got some tickets uh, for Sunday night. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, are you looking forward to this one? Are you kind of like, eh, like, I'll see it, like, eventually? Or, I know you said the last few MCU movies you've been kind of, like, iffy because, you know, after Thanos, it kind of, you know, it's like, okay, so what are we building toward? But, like, have you been built back up after No Way Home? Or, or what do you, how do you feel? I think, see, all right, so No Way Home has factored into this 0%. And that, like, No Way Home was, like, 
I had all the hype for No Way Home, right? Like, like I, like, day and us be damned. Like, I was, I was back in for No Way Home. But the thing is, is like we talked about, No Way Home was such a self-contained fucking thing that, like, it didn't, like, No Way Home was moving the needle a bunch, but No Way Home didn't help move the needle of anything else, right? Like, mm. like it was like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. It didn't, like, do anything, really. Um, it gave us one little nugget that might play into the larger scheme of things, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like, it didn't help that issue at all, really. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this one, I think I would be much more interested in, if not for the fact that I am like, 90% sure that there's a thing in this movie that is in the What If series. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm, without looking up spoilers or knowing spoilers, I feel like I've seen a thing that is 100% in the What If series. And it doesn't culminate until like the last two episodes of the What If series. And mm-hmm. I know that because I have a friend who watched it. And he was like, he was talking about it. He was like, it ends really good. And I was like, I understand you're saying that, but I don't care. Because I, like, I tried. So, like, I put so much time and effort into that. Well, I guess it's really not that much time and effort. But, like, it took so much willpower to get as far as I did. And I felt like I kept getting slapped in the face, like, mm-hmm. by something that wasn't that great. So, like, I, like at this point, I'm, like, vehemently against that series, if that makes sense. Like, like I, yeah. I really do not want to go back to it. But I'm pretty sure it does actually come around and is important based on something I saw in this trailer, at least to a certain degree. Um, It may not be necessary, but I think it will be informative uh, based on one thing I've seen and one thing that I was told happens in the What If series. So, with that being said, the reason I'm not more excited is because I feel like Ultimately, if I do decide to go see this movie, I'm going to have to finish the What If series, and I don't <laughs> want to do that. Do you do you think you're gonna watch it? You think you're gonna go see the movie and then be like, "Well, fuck, now I gotta go back," or do you feel like you have to watch the series before you watch it just because your friend mentioned that it might happen? So, well, all right. So my friend told me what happens because um, he was like, "Are you ever gonna watch it?" And I was like, "No." Um, and he like told me what happens, you know. As much as someone can, off the top of their head, explain to you something that happened. Which ultimately means, like, I know most, if not all, of what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, I'm sure I'm not getting all of the context in the way it was played. Right? I'm getting the events, but, like, I'm not necessarily getting all of the info. Um, I'm pretty sure it will play into it. Again, I don't think it's, like, gonna... Man. Here's the thing. I think... I think there's a character that is in the What If series that shows up in this. And this character seems like it would be super important. The thing is, I don't know if the events of the What If series are going to matter. Other than the fact that, like, I think What If might give you this character's backstory and how important they may be. Um, Okay. And it's a character you're almost familiar with already without having seen it. Um, without, I'm trying to do this without giving away any spoilers, but like also lead you down the right path of whether or not you should watch the what if series or not. <laughs> um, like you, 
when you see this character and they tell you a thing has happened, none of it is going to seem strange to you. Like, it's going to seem like... It's all going to seem on the up and up. If this character is in the movie, like I think they're in the movie. Um, it's not going to be hard for you to grasp. It's like, it, there's nothing really extra to it. Like, I think you could probably watch the movie and be perfectly fine. But I think you will see, basically, that character's origin story in What If. And the thing is, I don't know if, if Doctor Strange's movie will give you that info or not. If that makes mm, sense. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That makes sense. Because I, I, I don't think they would have to give it to you. That, that's the issue, right? The, the Doctor Strange movie, I don't... I don't. I think everybody would get along just fine without that info. But if you're the type of person that would want to see that, I think, like, I don't know that they're going to give it to you in the movie. So you might want to watch the show for it. Assuming again that I'm right, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this guy being there. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. So uh, if, mean, you, it, if, it, if you're it, on the fence, it, don't fucking watch it, or maybe watch one or maybe watch one specific episode, and I could tell you which episode it is. Right. Um. But, you know, it's, I really did not like that series. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, like, so the thing is that, like, I think you were a little bit lukewarm on it, and, like, the overall mood was, like, eh, it's me, eh, you know, like that. And so I was, like, well, I don't want to start a show and it's, like, meh, right? Like, I want to start a show that's, like, actually good or, like, you know, worth it. Like I said, like, Loki, or I wish I would have known that when Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be not good, so I could have skipped it. Um, but yeah, like I said, like you weren't so hot on it and like, like almost everybody who I spoke to wasn't very hot on it. So I just kind of, you know, didn't right. really, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, you know, uh, I guess, all right, here's what I'll do. I will say that it is episode four that I think is, is relevant Ultimately, I think four and then eight and nine are probably relevant, but I don't think you'd get eight. I don't think you'd understand eight and nine if you didn't watch all of them. Mm. Also, I see okay. here that my friend told me the last two episodes were like where everything picks up. Looking at the episode list, I literally watched up to the last two episodes and I was like, I can't fucking do it anymore. So like, <laughs> like apparently all I have is the good shit at the end and I still can't bring myself to watch it. Um, but I think four would, I think if you only watched four, you would maybe understand a character at the, that you would see in, in, uh, in the new Doctor Strange movie, assuming. And, Mm -hmm. and I could, off the air if you want, I can tell you what episode four is and that, Mm -hmm. you know, that could also maybe boost whether you're interested or not. Okay, okay. So, there's that. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, so, with all of that being said, I am, I will probably end up watching this movie. Like, uh, okay. I think, honestly, I think Shang-Chi helped move the needle more than No Way Home, just because No Way Home felt, No Way Home didn't feel like an MCU movie to me. No Way Home felt like a Spider-Man CU movie, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like no, it, yeah, I know what you mean. And I think that's part of, like, the the, the whole, like, Sony does some of it part right. of it where it's like I know that they go well you know it's a Marvel movie and Sony pushes it but Sony has input and I think that never inevitably leads to like some 
just entanglement, right? Like you can't do, I would think that you can't do everything because you have to be like, well, you know, usually it goes through me, Jim and Bob, but now it goes through me, Jim, Amy, uh, John, you know, you know, Ryan, and then back to whoever, right? Like right. it has to go through so many extra chains that you can't really like connect as well as you probably can to the rest of them. But that doesn't mean, you know, the movie's still awesome. It just means that it's like you said, more self-contained to its own thing. Plus, even like, though it is multiverse, yeah. right? Even that's the thing. Like, I think that's. Hmm. All right, I think Spider-Man gave. Like, I guess Spider-Man's contribution to the MCU is the whole multiverse thing, but ultimately, like, we got that from like Loki also, and we're getting it from Doctor Strange. Like, I, I think that's their contribution, but like, it just like we got that in other ways also so it just kind of felt like a, a nothing burger in, in that kind of terms uh but the thing is is realistically if they were going to make a movie with all the spider-man like they ended up doing um yeah. i don't know how you could do anything but make that like a spider you know what i mean like, like how are you going to fit toby mcguire andrew garfield and tom holland all into the larger scheme of things right like yeah i, I think that was now like I was going to say it was like, uh, what's the word of phrase, uh, bit, bit off more than they could chew. They didn't because they pulled it off perfectly, but like, ultimately I don't think you can bite off that much and then still do something else. Like that was like, that was the full meal and they had no room for dessert to like tie it in. And that's, that kind of, I think what basically happened. Um, but so with that being said, again, I, I think I'm very interested in this. It's just like. That rubs me the wrong way. That I like, like, like that they're pulling. That I think they're pulling off of something that I did not like very much. Um, yeah. Now, if but I watch it and like, this is weird. If I watch it and it has nothing to do with the show that I already watched, I will feel better. I will feel like, like if <laughs> if the connection that I am making is not true, I would mm-hmm. be much happier, even though I've already put in the effort of watching that thing. Um, but, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty interested. I still do have the issue where we're not building towards anything yet, though. Like, yeah, we well, are building to. This will be the... in Loki. We have the guy who I think is going to be the the main problem. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, but even with that being said, like he showed up for literally one episode. Yeah, and that's and I have not seen anything or heard anything about him since. So <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see like where. Like, like you said, if this doesn't build to anything, because, um, I, I, looking at it, like, you know, a couple months ago, I was like, okay, like, you know, there, it's gonna be, like, another entry, kind of like Shang-Chi, or, like, No Way Home, but then recently, you know, I heard that they, I heard that they don't, um, they're not doing any kind of, like, preview screenings, like, for critics, which they usually do, like, Shang-Chi, they had screens, like, screenings like a month before so that people get the word out and people are like oh it's so good go see it mm-hmm. or even something like no way home i think there was like a week before but this like they're pretty much releasing this on like a sp- star wars schedule where it's like no releases like until one or two days before okay. so that makes me think there's like some big secrets here i don't know like how big it'll be like maybe they're just trying to hype up the movie or something but like it must be something if they don't want people to know right up until right. the movie comes out yeah so that's kind of when like when that happened i was like i need to get tickets like asap like i know i still have to wait until sunday but i was like i need to get like you need to watch this movie like as soon as possible because there must be something that happens that would make them want to go hey we should release this sooner 
Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah they, they have to be hiding something. Like, um, I mean, we've talked. Like, anytime there's a review embargo, you are either... Like, you are yes, either hiding yes, something mm-hmm. amazing or this movie's going to be a pile of dog shit. Yes. Um, and, I think, like, and I think, like, Morbius, I think, was, like, the day before. <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> so, like, I, I trust Marvel enough to think that this isn't going to be a pile of dog shit movie. Um, so, I'm sure there's something big if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah. Eventually, I'm definitely going to watch it in some manner. I don't know if it'll end up being in a theater. It probably will. Um... My dad has offered to like watch the kids so we could do something. So I might cash that in on me and Caitlin going to watch this because she's she really enjoys all the MCU stuff a lot. And yeah. She's still like in it, so that'll probably be a date night for us. Nice, um, nice. So, so I probably will go see. I don't know if it'll be opening weekend. It might be the next one, uh, but ultimately, you know, I, I I guess I am excited. It's just I I still feel like there should be more. Like I should I should be getting something more. Which, uh, I wonder, like, hmm. do you think this is, like, evidence of, like, what the MCU did for the first, fuck, what is it, three phases was the whole Thanos thing? Yeah. Being, like, unsustainable as, like, a long-term thing? Because, like... Like, them replicating it? Or... What do you mean? Yeah, I get... Like, every fucking franchise is trying to do, like, a cinematic universe now, right? Like, they're all trying to just be, like, like... DC's like, all right, we have all of our stuff together. Marvel's doing their stuff. I feel like I feel like I remember hearing when the like Invisible Man came out that they were like gonna try to have like I can't remember what they're fucking called. Like, man, I, I read an article like the about movies? It. yeah those monster movies. Apparently, they were called something or they were referred to as some yeah. group of things. Um, like, and they were talking about how like not necessarily a shared universe, but like them all. Like, Invisible Man did well, so if we start doing all the other ones and they all do well, like, we have a thing again. Yeah. Um, and well, like, like, the Godzilla and Kong movies, like, those Right, well. like, and I, I just feel like, yeah, everybody's trying to do that because they saw it work so well for Marvel, and I feel like maybe this lull where, like, everything... It's weird because I don't think the movies are worse. Like, I think Shang-Chi was great. Yeah. But, like, ultimately, I feel like <laughs> there's still, like, this extra missing thing, and so, like... It leave like despite how good your movies are now, I feel like I'm left wanting more, and so like I wonder if that's just like this model not being sustainable of like everything tying in together, always like building to this like grand thing. Like at some point, it just like there's just nothing to build towards, or in the spot we are now, like we have to build from scratch. You know what I mean? And it's like. But you just came off of, a, you know, a giant climactic trilogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, that feeling that I have, I wonder if it's indicative in some way of movies in general or even specifically like Marvel and that kind of idea of doing it like that and how that's not sustainable. Hmm. I'd probably have to think about it some more and flesh out some things and like fucking turn it into an essay. But like, it's just <laughs> a thought I just fucking came up with. Like, yeah, like I used to. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that. I, I don't know. I, I think after like, I don't feel like I felt that. I don't. I didn't feel this way when I watched the first Iron Man movie. You know what right. I mean? I was just like, this was amazing. And like now, I'm like, Shang Chi was great. And then it's like, but what is like, um, what are we building towards? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah it, I think it's just like when you get the taste of something, you can't really replicate it. You always have to go bigger or you have to like make it different, right? Like when we first, like, you know, when 
the first they they did the the spin around cam for the Avengers, the first one, you know, that shot where it's like the six yeah. of them. You go, oh my god, that's nuts, right? But then if you try to do that again in like the last one, you go, just the six of them. Where did everybody <laughs> else go, right? Now we're used to the fucking end game where everybody's charging at right, you know, like you know, at the the army at Thanos' army. So. I think it's like that. Like you said, like how you... am I supposed to come back from Cap fucking using Thor's hammer? You know what I mean? Like, right, like, right. I know it's like the super stereotypical one that everybody references, but it was like a huge moment. So it's like, how do I come back from that? Like, what is right. what is your next move after that? Exactly. Yep. So yeah, I just you know, it's something that I guess just uh, ultimately it's just something to think about. Is like, does this mean like? If like I think right now Marvel has the benefit of the doubt, right? Like I feel like a lot of people, the movies are good still. Mm-hmm. The they the movies are good, but ultimately I feel like a lot of people probably feel like I feel to a certain degree, which is just like like yeah, but like the whole Marvel thing is that there's like a big bad, and we're all gonna be building. It's all gonna be connected. So I think a lot of people are probably feeling like that. But right now they have the benefit of the doubt because they have to build again. And I think people are at least cognizant enough to know, like, yes, they are going to have to take time to build everything. But what if they take all this time to build everything, right? And everybody's giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then it just flops. Like, what if, like, the big connecting shit kind of flops? Like, even if the, like, individual movies still start to be good. But, like, no one gives a shit about Kang, assuming he's going to be the the main bad guy. Like, assuming that and like nobody gives a shit and it's not interesting like what what happens then like like do people right. start thinking the movies suck or like what happens i don't know yeah. um and i i hope that's not what happens but it's just a thought you know what i mean like if yeah. they fucking fumble this side and like yeah yeah and i think with this one and the one we're going to talk about here like it could the, be the... it could be like the star the third trilogy of star wars i feel like like the first one came out people were like pretty hype about it yeah. Um. Episode seven, and then like eight came out, and then like the thing is, eight came out. It was super. What's the word I'm looking for here? Divisive. Divisive. It was super divisive. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I feel like if nine would have connected it all in a significant way and landed super well, I feel like people would you know maybe look past whatever their differences were with eight. And ultimately be like, this is all great. But instead, 9 was just as divisive as 8 in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, like, nobody left that trilogy feeling satisfied. And, like, right. even though they were all super popular as they were coming out and people were hype about them, I feel like nobody does anything but shit on those movies now. Yeah. Um, like, so it'd just be interesting to see if that's what it turns out to, right? Which is, like, every time a new one of these superhero movies comes out, everyone's hyped for it but then by the time the whole thing's over they're like wow that sucked <laughs> yes yeah, that yep, was yep. that wasn't an infinity saga uh that was that whack shit um, <laughs> that was that subpar shit yeah that was that that was a, yeah, a subpar shit um but yeah, yeah well I, I think with with that with you know with this one coming out and then with then the one that we're going to talk about here with uh, uh you know the trailer that just came out for uh thor love and thunder um i think these two are the ones that are, i feel are like main entries or like entries where it's i would think would build toward the large like yeah so actually though, i i i think i feel the i feel that way about this one for sure but the next one i mean i'm gonna go ahead and drop it which is to say a trailer for uh thor love and thunder dropped yeah um 
this one to me feels the opposite. Like this one to me feels like, and then maybe just be, maybe I misread the trailer. I didn't like watch it more than once. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I like, I it offhandedly was... saw it and then I watched it. Like I didn't like prepare myself. Like I did yeah. with the fucking Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Um, but this one seemed like it's just a fucking like send off for Thor. And that's all it is. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what his contract situation is like. You know, I don't know what his, like, real-life situation is with this character. Yeah. Um, but this, based off that teaser trailer, seemed like the movie you would make if it was the last movie that he was going to be Thor. Mm-hmm. It, do you know if he's still, like, linked to... Or was I, this, I, like, I don't his... know his contact situation. Somebody else, I, I saw, like, a tweet or something where they were like, you know, he's back, or he's ready for, you know, more movies, but I don't think it's... Yeah, I, I, I don't... I'm not sure. Right, but... Did you get that feeling at all from that trailer? Like this? Mm, not really. No, I, oh, okay. I, it just kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I know what you mean about, like, like I, I don't think it was like the first Spider-Man trailer where you saw like Doc Ock where you're like, oh my God, holy shit. It was kind of like, you know, not more of the same, but you're like, you know, here's a new adventure. It's coming soon. It's pretty much just, just like the perfect teaser where I felt like I didn't get anything in terms of Christian Bale's character or, you know, anything like too story specific. Um, I guess it maybe because he talks over the trailer, right? Like he narrates yeah. the trailer, and I feel like it, the, his narration. He's like, you know, I don't think I want to be a superhero. I don't really want to be a god. I just want to be like, I just want to figure out who I am. Yeah. But like to me, it just the way he like it, it, it read like a send off to me, right? Like this is going yeah. to be Thor concluding his character. Like this is you know. Figuring out what his place is if it's not in the Avengers and it's not uh, Asgard. You know what I mean? Like, that's where yeah. it went in my head. So, like, I just was like, man, I don't know if, like, like this to me might, like, bro, if this comes out and, like, Thor's just done as a character, at least done as Chris Hemsworth is Thor, I'm going to be like, man, I don't know how much longer this MCU shit's got. <laughs> because he's one of my favorite characters now. Yeah. Um, I think that's happened with a lot of people. So, it'd be a weird... It's weird because he's been around for just as long as, you know, Chris Evans was as Cap and Robert Downey was as Iron Man. I think but like, at this one, he is the longest tenured one. Because right, like, Hulk was the the other one. Hulk was um, Edward Norton before him. So he's like, as an actor, he's like the oldest one playing that character. Right. So, like, he's been there just as long. But I feel like, I mean, his first two movies were kind of duds so like and and then not uh, on top of his first two movies being duds his fucking third movie ragnarok was such a banger so like i i feel like even though he's been around just as long like he's just now like at the peak right like 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 he just now can start doing iron man numbers and it would suck if like we get one more movie and then it's done (laughs) yeah like, we just finally ha- saw this character catch a stride in the last movie. And it's like, all right, one more and then we're done. That, w- that would suck. Um, but all that's to say, I mean, I don't know anything about it. I don't have any inside info on what the fuck this movie's about or any of these characters. So I could be horribly wrong. But that was like, <laughs> that was something I got nervous. Like, like when I saw the trailer, I was like, the movie could be great, but I'm a little nervous. Like, also, it's got the Guardians of the Galaxy in, and I feel like nobody gives a shit about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was saying that they were like, um, you can kind of definitely feel like Nebula's like 
presence like you don't you don't really feel it but i i don't know how much they're in it i feel like they're in it just like mm, like who would be a good example like like in it just enough to say that they're in it right to like connect just, there's a vehicle to do it like um then... like dr strange in uh thor ragnarok you know he has that scene where he's like i gotta find loki and he's like okay and he's like doing oh, like, yeah. the, the magic and stuff yeah yeah oh yeah yeah okay i remember that so yeah, I mean maybe. Um, but uh, so, what are your? I mean, are you excited for the new Thor movie? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I am. I like I said, I'm excited just because it's Taika, and I like that Christian Bale is the villain. You know, that's awesome. Um, the, 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 the like I said, just the teaser, I, it didn't blow me away. Like I wasn't like, holy shit, right? It just did mm-hmm. what it was supposed to, which is like you know, show me what it like is gonna look like. Just tease me and be like, oh, and then you see Natalie Portman as Thor, and you're like, oh shit, and then that's it, right? Like there's no like. I mean, it's not like, oh, shit, but it's you're like, oh, interesting, cool, right? And then, but there's no, like, you know, what's it called? Like, boom goes dynamite, like right. I said, with Doc Ock in the first Spider-Man, or, like, what's another crazy trailer that you just go, holy shit, like the Endgame trailer or anything like that, you know? Right. Did you did you feel the Natalie Portman thing is, like, a real weird choice, or no? Um, no, because, well, because I'd heard that, that she's, that happens to the, the Jane character in the comics and like, that it's like, it was a pretty popular run or that she has a lot of fans. So I was like, well, they must be doing it for a reason. And then uh, Natalie Portman fucking hated making the first two Thor movies. So she just like hates the whole thing. So for like, for her to come back, it's kind of like how I've always said, you know, when an actor does something weird or like out of pocket or something that hasn't expected i go well there must have been a reason right so kind of like right. how i go well for if christian bale you know, oscar winner christian bale is doing one of yeah, these sure. which i'm sure is money but also you know they, they can make money anywhere um if he's doing one of these then there must be something there right there must be something that they're doing with jane as thor that they're like that makes it all worthwhile or something with gore the you know the god butcher that is you know making At least them interesting right yeah like is, is, mm-hmm. is not just run-of-the-mill superhero shit yeah um yeah so that isn't necessarily what's weird to me it's just like all right so i didn't know natalie Portman hated making the first two but well, i don't know if i hate it but she was just kind of like well i don't i don't need to come back right like they didn't even right i, I think the movies when, i feel like kind of moved to a point where they didn't even act like she existed and that's right. what throws me off like, like yeah like there was a character in the first two movies and then the first two movies were bad or not great um, and then they stopped acting like she existed. Uh, then you had the next movie was amazing. And then randomly, like she's back. Like it just, yeah. I don't know. It threw me off. Like, <laughs> like when's the last time a man said the words Jane and I, other than like those first two movies. Right. And then when the, when, uh, Endgame came out, you know, there's that scene where Rocket like has to get the ether out of her with that like needle thing. Yeah. And... People were like, I saw a bunch of tweets being like, damn, how much did Kevin Feige pay to get her back just on set for a day? Because she's just like, <laughs> she's just like not like interested in making any more of them. Right. So yeah, it's just, that's why it was odd. I don't think, um, I don't think it's odd in the framework of the movie. I just felt like it was odd, like in the larger context, knowing everything we know about all these movies and how they've, you know. That character was there, and then uh, they just kind of let it go. Yeah, um, and he's like, well, Jane and I broke up, and, like, that's, like, the only thing that you get. You know, right, and then she all was, of like, a the huge back. part of it. <laughs> yeah, she's back in the Thor armor. <laughs> like, right. What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it threw me off. And also, like, bringing, you know what's, like, I don't think it would even have been as weird to bring Jane back 
as it is to bring Natalie Portman as Jane back. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if they'd have just got a different actress and been like, it's Jane. Like, I feel like people would have just been like, oh, yeah, you know, Natalie Portman thing didn't work out. She's doing other stuff now. So they, but they, you know what I mean? Like, people yeah. would have, like, no one would have been like, oh, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> But right. just, like, seeing her back is almost more jarring than seeing her recast. Um, at least for me. Uh, mm. that That's it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just a little... Uh, like I said, I'm already like kind of apprehensive. On the, to be like, yeah, really like, yeah, like I'm already a little weird about the whole like grand scheme thing, and and then the way that I, I read that trailer, at least it like felt less grand scheme. Also, so I was just like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I, I, unless I, unless yeah. Doctor Strange has this huge fucking bang that we're talking about, I'm gonna be if if Doctor Strange comes and goes, and then Thor th- comes and goes, and I don't feel any different about the grand scheme of things, I'm mm. gonna be a, I'm gonna be upset. Be like a little like, hmm, what is, like you said, like, what is this building toward? What's going on here? Yeah, that's the thing, too, is that, like, it doesn't even feel like they're trying to build towards something right now. Hmm. To me. I, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, at least, I'm trying to think, when did it, I'm trying to figure out when it started with the first, like, when did Thanos first show up in he any regard? first showed up in the post credit scene for Avengers 1. Where you see that guy who like the, he had like the white face, the guy that Loki talks to throughout the movie, and he's like, "Sorry, sir, we couldn't kill them, you know, to court, you know, conflict against the humans is to court death." And then he like turns to his side and smiles, and like that's all yeah. you see. And then the next time you even see him again is in Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy, of the Galaxy, yeah. yeah, against Ronan, and then the post, and then after that, the post credit sequence in um, Age of Ultron, where he's like, "I'll do it myself." Yeah. Right? And then so, I think you don't see him again until Infinity War. Yeah, so I guess you just get sprinkled in those little bits that, like, you know. Like, ultimately, as these things are happening, we're like, we are kind of building towards something. Um, and, like, I feel like we're not getting that, even. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, if it was if it was Avengers 1, we didn't get it for a while. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if the first time you see him is Avengers 1, that means, you know, they took all the movies of getting everybody together. And then gave you a little bit. So, we're not necessarily behind schedule, it sounds like. Uh, but it is a little, like, we also have some of these characters set up already, so you could give us a little something. So, yeah. ho- hopefully, that's what we get with Doctor Strange, is, is what I'm hoping. Just uh, Even if it's just a tiny little nugget, so that I know we're on track. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, give me something to show that it's like, you know, like, we're doing something, like you said. Right, like, I'm not I'm not just making it up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, uh, but that's the Marvel, uh, shit going on. Mm -hmm. Um, let's push the music round up because I started to listen to the first album. We were going to briefly talk about, uh, Pusha T's new album and Kendrick is dropping a new album, uh, next month. And, uh, we'll talk a little more about that next week, but I did start to listen to Pusha's album. And then I yeah. just didn't, I didn't get it, I didn't have time to, like, finish okay. it and really put thoughts yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah, yeah, Do you have any thoughts about the Kendrick album? Just, like, like quick ones? Like, what are you, are you excited? Are you kind of like, eh? Did you hear that it's, like, supposed to be his last one? I didn't hear that it's supposed to be his last one. I did, I feel like I heard a title for it. What's the it, fucking... It's, like, Mr. Magoo in the Emporium Circus or something like that. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, God. It was Kendrick's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't too far off. <laughs> Alright, here's the deal. Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, I, I, it's weird because all of his 
man. All right, so Good Kid, Mad City, all time classic, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. The next one was To Pip a Butterfly, which I think well, for me it's an example. I guess this is an example of one that's what I was talking about earlier about everything everywhere, where like everybody like is like, oh my god, ten out of ten. But for me, I'm like, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. I just prefer Good Kid, Mad City. But I get why people like the other one. I think I think To Pimp a Butterfly. I think I like it less for the music, but I think it is much more ambitious, right? Like like it is a much more ambitious project. And I think the fact that he was able to do something like that and pull it off, even to like, you know, like to a really good degree, even if it's not as great as his first album, I it it gets a little bit of extra credit, right? Yes. Um, No, yeah, I get that. And to me, it's kind of like. To me, Good Kid, Mad City is like Goodfellas, and then Pimple Butterfly's Godfather, where like people probably say that Godfather is like a better film and stuff. But if I'm like, oh, I got you know two and a half hours, I'm gonna put on a movie that I enjoy and that I really like, and that I know it's almost as good, I'm gonna go with Goodfellas because it's like fun, it's livelier. I don't know, it's not like right. Know. So there's that one. The next one was he had that like untitled album. I don't really even fuck. I don't even fucking factor that. Oh, out. the little sampled one. Yeah, yeah, I don't really go back to that one. So then the next one is basically damn right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that one's like that one's less ambitious than to Pippa Butterfly. Um, it's probably a little more just easily accessible than to Pippa Butterfly, but it still doesn't reach the heights of the first one. So it's somewhere in the middle there for me. Um, yeah. I don't think damn is as good as Good Kid, Mad City, but I don't think it's trying to like. Do as much extra credit shit as to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, but I still think it's a great album, right? It's still like one of the best albums of whatever year it came out in. I don't, like, yeah. Without even I, looking I mean, at the list, I just have to assume, like, based on how I felt when I heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's definitely, for me, the the weakest of, not the weakest by the three, but the one that I, my least favorite, if that makes, I mean, but it's I like think, the I, least it, favorite it of feels, something that's really good. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are songs that come back to off of that album, but like mm-hmm. the album as a whole, I don't have the same like you know thoughts or feelings like I do with those other. Right. Songs. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yep. So with all that being said, this motherfucker right here, I have very little faith. Like my man, mm-hmm. what has he been doing recently? Like I don't. Who, who are you? The, <laughs> yeah, the last thing he had, the last kind of music. Well, he was you know featured in Baby Keem's album, and he had a, That's, a feature in. With um, Rich the Kid in like 2019 or 2020 or something. Top of the... Wait, which one? <laughs> Top of the morning. Oh, yeah. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. They fucking... Pop a blood vessel saying top. Um, so, the, he was that... But the last music that you would say he made that was the Black Panther soundtrack. Okay. Where he like had right. a couple of songs. That, but in terms of like... That's like the last time we heard him say like a song. Where like, but even that feels more like... like... He has a couple songs, but that is like more of like a curation type of thing. Right? Yeah, like, right, exactly. But that's like the last time we heard any kind of sound from him. That's like this is my sound, this is my song, right? So like, right, like you said, I don't know what. Um, but then, what like, this is I, gonna I guess sound like. again for me, it's just like that. But then, like, man, of all the people that Kendrick Lamar is gonna be like heavily involved in a project with, it was Baby Keem. Like I, I just yeah. am very, I'm very worried. And then on top of that, you're gonna tell me the album is called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. What the uh, fuck are you doing, bro? Yes. What is this? <laughs> what are you trying to do? It's gonna be like it's gonna be like an hour of the little clip from To Be My Butterfly. It's like I heard you were conflicted, misusing your influence, misusing <laughs> yeah. your influence. I did Molly in a hotel room, you know. And then, <laughs> 
but, yeah, like, but, okay. but then right. it's just but then the, the difference is, is the in between songs are just gonna be dumb dog shit. I'm excited because like even like um uh, uh Pimp a Butterfly, like I said, not my favorite. I really like it. I have the vinyl. I love it. Like I really really like it. I love some of the songs on it. It has all right, which I think is like one of my favorite songs like ever ever of all time ever in the history of ever. So, you know, even this, like you said, like, even if it has, you know, weird stuff in it, there's bound to be at least one song that I'm like, this is fucking incredible, right? Like, right. you know, the, the guy, you listen to Good Kid Man City and he goes from song to song and you're like, dude, these are all, like, 10 out of 10. Even the art of peer pressure, which I'm not super a big fan of, it's a, like a 9 out of 10, right? Right. You get the poetic justice and you're like, God, this is fucking perfect. It's a perfect <laughs> song, right? Right. So... There's no way that there isn't at least one of those in here. Like, this guy's too talented for there not at least to be one approaching this. Like, that level of, like, all-time greatness. Right. I'm hoping I'm right, but... Right. I hope we get it. Like you said, to build a butterfly, like, off the top of my head, uh, all right. Uh, Black of the Berry was a banger. Um, yeah. Then Good Kid, Mad City, there's obviously bangers. Uh, damn, there's DNA, which is just... DNA, like, yeah, fucking... yeah off the top like just over the top oh song. yeah so good so um, you're right we're probably guaranteed to get one of those uh at least um i just like those first two albums are so like like as a i guess like i said like where damn doesn't have it but like as an album as a whole there's such a like experience right <laughs> like they do the thing that Good Cat, uh, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy does for me, which is like the album as a whole is its own, it, it's greater than just the sum of its parts, despite its parts also being great. Um, mm. And I feel that way about those first two albums, not so much about Damn. And I just, yeah. I, I do not feel good that I'm going to get that same experience out of this next one. Oh. oh my god why would you name an album mr morale and the big steppers where the fuck does that even come from <laughs> holy shit. i get it there was like a tweet like a couple years ago that's like you don't want to you don't even want a new album from kendrick lamar because he's gonna name it like like i said like mr mcgorium's electrical um steampunk uh, steampunk <laughs> circus or something like that and somebody quote tweeted it and they were like how did you know that this is what it was gonna be like oh god he had insider info He's yeah. he's insider trading. Um, and every time that there's a tweet like that where somebody says something years ago and it comes back and you're like, whoa, they prophesize the future. They always reply with that t- picture that it's like a kid throwing a dodgeball at another kid. And the kid is getting hit to something like you know, me making a dumb tweet. And then the boss is something like <laughs> Apollo's, you know, um, power of prophecy. And it's about to fucking drill the kid. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm apprehensive on this one, much like I was the Thor <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Like, like, it could be great, but I'm a little worried. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, there's that. Um, do you want to talk about Jay Wright at all? We're just like, we can just touch on it. So, yeah, you know, Jay Wright, Villanova coach, probably, well, he retired this past week, and he, his program is probably the program of the 2010s. I would say it's yeah. probably them. Um. Who else won two? Um, won a bunch in that. I guess maybe like Duke. Maybe a little, well, no, they only won one. But it might, but it's pretty much them. Right. They they pretty much because they won two titles, 
in the 2010s. He retired, and uh, you know he didn't need a retirement tour like somebody else. <laughs> so that's the only. Re- but that's pretty much the only reason I wanted to talk about it is because yeah. he didn't need to be like, oh, you know, come, you know, next year I want everybody to suck my dick and like, get prizes <laughs> and stuff, and like I want ESPN to give me like specials and stuff. I want to see a montage like, of my greatest hits at every stop <laughs> before I fucking get killed in the final four by my rival. <laughs> so you know. He was just, he put out a, a, um, like a press release and he was like, you know, I love my time here, but this is like, you know, like I can't do it anymore. And I feel like, you know, the, the NIL stuff and the transfer stuff kind of, well, not the NIL stuff so much, but the transfer stuff is kind of like, I heard it. That's kind of what drove, kind of what drove him away is because he, it pretty much became like a 24 seven job. Right. So he wasn't even really able to like be with his family as much because he'd have to always be looking at transfers, always be thinking about who's going to leave, who's going to stay, who can I get, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's like, um, you know, musical chairs all the time. And that's, that's kind of what I heard that kind of like with Roy, when our, you know, our big center transferred away and he was like, well, if I can't get a big transfer to stay to play with me, I'm not doing this job anymore. And I feel like that's kind of Jay Wright where he was like, if I can't know that I'm going to have the same dudes every year that I'm, that I'm going to teach him and help them grow. It's not what I want anymore. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I think college. Man. So this is, uh, I've heard Bomani talk about it, you know, and it's it, it's weird because I like I think he has the same, you know, I I've, I have the same viewpoint as him on this, but like it's kind of like a conflicting uh, uh, thought is that like I understand. Um, all right, so like basketball and, and professional sports, right? Like. Players have been on the shit end of, like, all the negotiations and the power to go where they want or whatever, right? Like, they've always been the one shafted. They yeah. they don't have nearly as much freedom, but the owners can ship them out any day, any time, whatever. Um, so, like, I understand that, like, now where, like, players are moving all the time to end up where they want to be, like, that is more fair, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's – I don't fault players for doing that. Um, and much like college basketball with the transfer, uh, you know, specifically how like players are just transferring all over the place now because they, they keep that year of eligibility or whatever, um, the change was that was made. But like now that, you know, players are transferring all over the place, like I think it's fine that they are allowed to do that. And I think it's probably more fair that they are allowed to do it than it is for them not to be able to, right? But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think the issue with both of these scenarios is I do feel like it makes the product a little worse. Like the college basketball. Yeah, like I, I, I think ultimately, like I, I think it's a little bit of a little bit of both. There's good and bad, like you said. Okay, the 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 I, I would say you, you don't would, like, guess... as as you root for a team, like your guy, like I guess one and done, and the the transfer thing, like between the two of those becoming infinitely more prevalent. Like, I think the product of, like, you being a fan of a team and having guys there with that team that you can root for long term. And, and like, we even mentioned how that's, like, a weird thing for me about Carolina specifically is that they are able to get that. But, like, most schools don't seem to be able to do that much anymore. Um, Like, I I feel like rooting rooting for different guys every year is, is, like, a tough sell like it makes the product a little worse i think in terms of like rooting for the team much like the nba like if you're a fan of a team 
have to like unless you have a super duper star who's gonna stay on your team, like the Bucks, the fucking Warriors with Steph. You know, like let's say you're a Heat fan. The whole time you had Dwayne Wade, like it, it felt like the same team you were rooting for. But now, mm-hmm. like it's Jimmy Butler, and then it's not. You know, or like it's. We got a couple of young guys, and we try and bring in somebody, and then that doesn't work, so we bring in Jimmy Butler, so we try... You know what I mean? It, yeah. it feels like it's... Even though it's the same name on the jersey, the team feels different so frequently that, like, it, it's hard to grow that same level of attachment. So I think, you know, I, I understand why it is the way it is, and it's probably... Ultimately, I think I would choose that over the previous thing because, like, yeah. the previous one was people getting shafted. I do feel right. like it's a little worse. You know what I mean? Like, in the experience of... The people enjoying it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think, yeah, that part is tough because, like you said, you know, you're like, wait, where'd Jimmy go? Like, oh, he transferred. Like, what? So who's this guy? You know, I have to learn a whole new setup and a whole new team and stuff. But I do think, I, I think that's the bad part of it. But I think the good part of it is, I think really good players or borderline great NBA players come back. You know, like this week, the the um, National Player of the Year. Oscar, I don't, know, I don't remember his last name, but he plays for Kentucky, and he decided he's coming back because he's going to make almost two million dollars from the NIL stuff. And oh it's yeah, the same I as the transfer that, stuff, but like, yeah, the NIL may actually be a decent. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, counterweight. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like both of them coming in at the same time and sort of being joined at the hip, sort of. You know, any sort of tipping of the scale that makes things shitty, you go, oh, well, you know, guys are more likely to stay on the other end, on the back If they can get paid now. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Carolina's returning four out of their five starters from the national championship. So, like, you know, those guys, especially, I think two of them probably would have been like, I'm just going to go make G League money. Like, why would I come back? I'll work my way into the G League, or, like, I'll be a second-round draft pick and get guaranteed money. Um, why would I come back if I can't make money? But, you know, I think that that... Whatever is lost in the transfer is gained in the NIL stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, but I don't. Yeah. But like you said, I, I don't. Maybe I, it's hard to say if like everybody if it's enough to counterweight it because you're right, right. I think you know because if you're like paying for like Western Michigan, you're gonna want to transfer somewhere else if you're not playing well. But you're not gonna have like who's gonna NIL you that like you know like the yeah. local car washes. You know, the guys right. at Carolina and, then, and Kentucky, they get, like, the big deals. But do they get those big deals? Probably. Right. And then, like, but if you're, you know, if you're on Duke and you're the 10th guy on the bench, like, you're probably just going to leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're you're just going to transfer out. And, and maybe, you know, that spot would have been open for you next year. But you're like, why the fuck am I going to sit around here and maybe not have a spot when I can transfer somewhere else? And yeah. so, like, you just, you don't get... Is familiar with the full team the same way you used to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like um, that's what I explain it is like I I knew the names of guys on Carolina, even not being a Carolina fan, guys that like weren't even all that great. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. like now, I feel like I know the main names, uh, and that's about it. And I feel like the the stuff in the background shuffles around more than it used to. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see going forward, but ultimately. Um, I guess Jay Wright, you know, is probably kind of like, like you said, it's just like now it's like a lot more, it's a lot more work. It is a, just a whole different experience than you've been used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like, you know, if you're probably like 40 and you have the success he had, you probably go, I'm going to tough it out. But if you're, you know, a little bit older like him, you go, 
I got two rings. You know, I did all like you know. I could have done more, of course. Probably, probably made more money than you ever need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you just go like, you just kind of put them on the scale, and then you know, it just tipped it just a little bit where it's like, not worth it, fucking. Because yeah. you could have easily coached for another ten years. Villanova's on the cusp of being the new blue blood, right? Like they're mm-hmm. like right. They're like you know. They, there were all those conversations. This this. Uh, final forum whenever they made it about like are these guys you know are they right there with the rest of them because they're right there right, right. so I, I thought he would he's, you know another 10 years of this kind of success and he's like you know they they're they're there yeah right so um but yeah yeah jay writes out and he didn't like you said he didn't need to he didn't need to he didn't need to get his dick sucked <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, on that note, that's gonna be the name of this episode. Didn't need to um, uh, God. All right. So that's the episode for this week. Mm. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I'm Ever Castro on in- at Ever Castro ninety two on Instagram. I did want to say we discussed off air the Bad Boys two celebration rewatch. Yes. Um, probably won't happen next episode either. Um, but hopefully the week after, because we, we're yeah. a little tight schedule between this episode and next week's, so we'll probably do it the week after, especially yeah, now that, which like I said, I'm, I'm more moved in. This is episode 97, I believe, so yeah. that was me. I'm going to say episode 99, we're going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, or we could even do it for 100, for the yeah. nice 100. There, we go. there you go. Yeah. So yeah, plan on that. Everybody watch yeah. Bad Boys 2 <laughs> before episode 100, I guess. The classic uh, 2003 film, Bad Boys 2. <laughs> um... But uh, if you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or email us at differentanimalspodcast at gmail dot com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later, peace.